uh, you know, Sandile, I'm really proud of you. Um, I, I'm really inspired that you took. Uh, uh, living the dream, young ones, they be doing some things, going so big, I think you mean, keeping it real, that's how it feels, yeah. Living the dream, living, living. Welcome to Living the Dream with your host Sandy Le Clinton. Would you like the government to be present in Superstars? I would, you know, it, we're open to all collaboration because we can't do it on our own. Remember, as much as we're trying to do things in our own capacity, we've limited. It would get we. It would be great to get government involved, but the sad part is, I've been in so many social development projects before football. I've built hubs for youth in different communities, including Soweto, Gippsland, Alexandra, where it was focused on getting jobs for young people. But the sad part is when we, as an example, when we spoke to a lot of the government employees or were trying to work with government at that stage to to maybe get access to property, land. For you, for their community, um, it, it, you'd go into a meeting and they will, they will, you know, bluntly say, uh, "I know this is going to be good for my community, and I'm going to help people in my community." But what's in it for me? So they're very blunt in asking for bribes, you know. So if that's the type of behavior that is coming out where we have the natural, you know, an earnest intent to help. We go there with an open heart and we're saying, we will bring the money, we will go and ask the corporates for money. And all we're saying to them, can you work with us to give us, that piece of land is being used as a dump site. That piece of land, it's, there's no, no one looking after it. But can we convert it to a soccer field? Can we convert that to a, a youth development center? And they'll tell you straight, sorry, if you don't give me something, then you then you're wasting your time. So how how are, how are these people helping the youth? How are they helping communities where they're only looking at the greed of what's in their pocket? And that's the I've 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 ninety percent of the meetings I went to when I see head government meetings or public sector meetings. Ninety percent of the time they're asking for bribes. So what do I do? This and and I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that can vouch for what I'm saying. So, so how do we help? And we're saying we don't have, we don't have, we need, we need. We want to, people want to help. There are good people there that really want to help the youth. But we've been blocked by our own people that we vote in. The people that we trust that come and give us parcels when they want our vote. Forget about us when we're asking them for help. It's the only time you'll see them is when the next vote happens. And that's the sad part. The sad part is for me, young people will go and vote for the same people all the time, but there's nothing help. No one's helping them, and and I'm saying, guys, you you can't ask and claim and you want jobs and you want this, but you you're doing it to your, to yourself. Open your eyes, be educated, make informed decisions. If that guy is not doing his job in his in his office, go get somebody else that will do the job. Hold that person accountable for the promises they've made to you. But we are ignorant. We just sit back. Uh, we blame everybody else. We don't take accountability. We don't question. We just say, ah, it's okay. And that guy is just chowing there. He's just chowing on the table. He's, he wants to make sure that when he leaves the office, he's got enough in his pocket for him and his family. He doesn't care about anybody else. He shouldn't even be in that office because that is for the people. It's not for him. He still gets paid, but he wants too much. He wants extra. He wants, 
is eating that that granny's money, that money that that pensioner is working so hard to put that child in school. He's eating her money. He's eating everybody, and he doesn't care, mm. or she doesn't care, and that's the sad part. You know, that's the reality we're living in. So as individuals that want to make a difference, like I've started the Superstars Academy. Unfortunately, I want government to get involved in, but I can't trust them because I don't know what their intentions are. They'll come in and take your 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 program. They want to cut the ribbon. They want to look good in front of the media, but that's as much as they you know that they want the glory, but they don't want to to be part of the change. So so well. Uh, since you have stated that, what would you like to see the youth change uh, that will impact the change uh, of government? I think youth needs to, you know, be radical for the right reasons. Um, we have intelligent youth. I really believe that we have really intelligent youth, but we sometimes fight for the wrong reasons because we are manipulated or we influenced by others. You should know what your community needs, and I always say that when we go to do community projects, the community know what knows what the solution for their own problems. I don't have to come from outside and tell you, this is what you need in Soweto. You stay in Soweto. You know the problems. You know the crime. You know what your your kids need. You know the challenges. You know the solutions and the challenges. But we often want somebody else to come and do it. We don't take responsibility and accountability. We don't stand up for what we want. We want to blame everybody else. We want to blame government. We want to blame this party. We want to blame that party. Take accountability and do something. We got too many people that complain on the sideline. You know, it's like spectators. You know, you got like supporters in soccer. Everybody knows how to play soccer. You say, ah, that guy doesn't know what he's doing. That coach doesn't know what he's doing. But ask them how many of them actually play soccer. So the problem we have is too many commentators, too many people that can tell you how to run things, but ask them to do it. Very few can stand up and say, ah, "I want to make a difference. I'm taking the step. I'm going to action this." Mm-hmm. But everybody has a comment. Everybody has a solution, but mm-hmm. nobody wants to do it. But they want to talk about it, right? Yeah. And unfortunately, those are the youth we're facing, and those are the people we're facing. Everybody has. And share comments on social media how bad this is, how bad that is. But are they doing something to make a change? Very few. Yeah. And for me, I'm saying youth needs to step up. They must take their, their words and make it empower their words and do something about it, but do it not in an aggressive way, do it in the right way. You can still make a difference. But when you stand together, united, we can do anything. I mean, if you look at any big sports event like the World Cup, we never thought we would host the World Cup in this country. But didn't matter color, size, age. Everybody stood together, and we accomplished it. We have the power to change if we stand together for the right reasons, for the right purpose that benefits everyone, not just the only elite group of a few people. Those are some great words. Um, <laughs> I didn't know you knew much about politics. And... Yeah. Look, I mean, like I said, for me the. The principal job was just something that I, I got dropped into, you mm. know, during COVID to, to to earn a living. But mm. my passion has always been involved in in community work and community changes. Oh, okay. Um, you know, and we have to leave a legacy behind. We've got to make change. We've got to make a positive social impact. Mm. 
but a lot of the times our hands are, are tied because of the, the corruption that we face and the limitations we face. And I don't know what to do. You know, I mean, that's why for me, I want to take my son abroad because I just, I just don't see a future for him here to play soccer. Um, I don't see any possibilities. There's just too much of gray areas and there's just too much of corruption happening from senior level right down. So I, even in clubs, I mean, there is so much of favoritism and stuff. You know, it's no, no longer based on the, the talent of the player. It's based on who you know and what you know. No, no, it's based on who you know, not what you know and how you can do it. And that's fair because unfair because I've seen so many talented players that we've supported. We've got talented young players that we've groomed, not paying one cent in the academy. But we only do it for a few. And these players, unfortunately, we've promoted and got them to senior places. But they're not growing any further than that because it's just too much of corruption. You know, so we are we blame ourselves because we are actually doing more harm to our kids than our youth because we are not standing up. We are in the positions to make a difference. We are in those senior positions we can influence. We know people that can influence, but as adults, as parents, we are more corrupt than that because we just want to be think, doing things for ourselves, not looking for the next generation. Yes, we're greedy, we want to eat there, but we don't realize the people coming downstream, the youth, our children and their children's children are going to reap the, the, all the, the, the uh, seeds you've sown of, of, of cheating, lying, manipulating. They're going to be the ones suffering with our jobs. They're going to be the ones that cannot make it in the future because you've set them up. Instead of setting a brighter future for them, we've messed up their future because of bad decisions we're making today. So I don't blame it. I'm not blaming the youth. I'm blaming us. I'm blaming us, but I'm also blaming the youth of not getting involved in and, and doing the right things and taking accountability. And unfortunately, we face with a youth that is millennials, you know. It's the instant gratification youth. They're entitled youth, you know. They, they don't believe in hard work. They don't believe in uh, working for something. They believe that I'm entitled to this. I deserve this. I was born for this. You can't tell me. And, and that's the sad part. They don't realize that a lot of them can't deal with losing um, or... or failing at something because if I want something now, it's an instant microwave, it's an instant popcorn, it's I want a, a Lyft, it's Uber, everything's on the mm. touch of your phone. So what I want, I can get tomorrow. Mm. But if I don't get it, if you don't get it, they can't handle rejection mm. because they don't know how to deal with it. So I can, get, I can get married, but I can get divorced tomorrow. I can have a child, but I don't want to take responsibility of being a father. So we want the nice things, but we can't handle when the bad things come. And that's what makes you strong. That's what makes you resilient to change, is the ability to adapt when things don't go your way, to keep on trying, to keep on pushing, to keep on moving forward. A lot of them can't do it. And uh, that's where they need to step up and say, I need to, to, I'm a, a young adult now. This is my future. I cannot be reliant on everybody else and blame everybody else for my future. I've got to make it myself. Mm-hmm. The opportunities are endless. You know, when we go into communities and they say to me, oh, there's no money in community. My friend, there is so much of money in communities. If I have to tell you Dipslut, there was a study done uh, a few years ago by the World Bank. Um, the amount of cash that moves within Dipslut uh, for that year was $7 billion. 
That's the amount of money moving around. Because there's spaza shops, there's small entities. There's so much opportunities in communities, but because we don't see it, we think communities are poor. They're not poor. There's so much ways to make money. But you know what? If we just work together and, and put our differences aside, I just think that we, we don't need... We can maintain this country ourselves with the resources we have. And this, like I said, we've messed it up because of poor management. Not because we don't have the resources and the money. Because we just don't know how to manage it. And that's education. And that's why you need an education. It's important. Because if you don't know to be financially wise, how to manage, you'll always spend. You'll always waste. Because one of the things we teach at food, the Academy when they become advanced players is managing your money. How many footballers get into a professional contract and the first salary they get or that first paycheck they get, they're buying a Land Rover. Boom, money's gone. Or they're spending it on parties. And it doesn't last long. And then eventually this, they've, they've made it professional, but they're on drugs, they're on this. So they've, they actually ruin their life because they just don't know how to manage themselves as a business. So we teach them entrepreneurial skills and say, this is your, you are a business, you as a soccer player, you professional. Do you know how to run your, your, your own business, your own life? A lot of them are reliant on other people that are taking percentage commission and taking their money. They are managing their money. They don't know how to manage their own money. It's just educating. Not that they don't know how to do it. They can do it, but lack of education is the problem that we have with young people because they're not serious about it. Those are some great stories. And one last question to sure. close off everything. Uh, can you tell me about uh, what is your biggest achievement um, since you have lived? What's one thing you think you have achieved um, that you're most grateful of? I think my kids. Um, many of us, and I think I speak for majority of South Africans, a lot of us come from broken homes. Um, a lot of us come from... Uh, a fatherless society. Uh, a lot of us don't have fathers. Uh, a lot of us have been abandoned. Our fathers have abandoned us. Um, and it's not our fault. Uh, growing up as a child, my mother got divorced when I was two years old. Single mom, trying to make ends meet, trying to get me to school. Um, we've lost real men. There's no real men out there. There's very few real men. And unfortunately, because... Men have lost their position as, as providers in their home. Women had to be forced. And I, I'm big for women empowerment, don't get me wrong. But I think a lot of the women were forced into a position to provide for their families because men didn't step up. Like I said, any, any man can uh, make children. Anyone can have a baby. It's easy. But it takes a real man to stand up and look after your kids, to support them, to direct them, to comfort them, to assure them. Uh, and the biggest challenges we've seen, I've seen in the school, I've seen with young people, is that we don't have real father figures. Uh, a lot of them end up on the street, drugs. A lot of them end up pregnant. A lot of them are wasting their life. A lot of them don't have a future. Because 90% of our, our country has no real dads, no real fathers. So the biggest accomplishment for me, I made a decision a long time ago. Um, I even got my wife pregnant before marriage. Uh, and that's something personal that I'm sharing. Um, 
And I was told to to abort my child. I was told to, you know, you're young, you're 20 years, 21 years old. Um, the future's ruined. Why do you have to go and do this? And I made a decision. I said, I will not. I will make it. I will try my best, but I will not give up my family. Uh, I will not end up in a divorce. I will do my best for my child, my children. I will not leave them without a father. And for me, the biggest accomplishment has been to keep my family as a family. Uh, and I've done that. And I'm married for 23 years, 24 years, with three kids. Um, and I've, through that, I've helped to unlock their passions and their goals. Sometimes we're not born for ourselves. We're born for to help others, help our kids achieve their dreams. And I've seen it in my kids. My, my daughter's about in university. My son is 12 and wanting to be a professional soccer player. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping him. I only got into football because of him. Mm. Um, so my biggest accomplishment is to see them fulfilling their dreams and seeing them fulfilling their their goals and, and seeing them grew, being bloomed into what they're calling and their life is going to be. That is the biggest accomplishment as a father, to see my children become better than me, become greater than me, because then I've done my job. Right? So I think for me that is, I would say, the biggest and the best. Um, and I'll continue to do that until, um, you know, I always assess myself uh, whether I'm doing the right thing by asking myself two questions. Will my, will my son want to be like me when he grows up? If he wants to be another superhero, he wants to be somebody else, that means I'm not doing my job properly. He needs to see me as a hero to him and he wants to become a man like me one day to treat his, his wife how I treat my, my wife. I've never beaten her. I've never hit her. Never abused her. And, and, and he needs to see that that's the values I want to be growing up as a man. The other question I ask myself is, will my daughters want to marry a man like me one day? And if they don't like the, the man that I am and they want to marry some other guy because I'm not the man who shows them love and affection and shows them how to be, how to be treated as a woman, then I failed as a man. So that's my checkpoints I always use to make sure that I'm doing the right thing for my kids. And it's not for myself. I use the same principles in leading, in helping other youth. I use the same encouragements to help other youth because I have come from broken homes. I've come from having nothing to wanting to have the best. And not just for myself, but for others. And that for me is legacy. It's not leaving five cars, 10 houses, and a million rent in account, or 10 million in account. Because when you die, somebody else is going to chow that, right? <laughs> it's not going to be you. Somebody else is going to eat that. But legacy, eh, no one can take away. Legacy is, that, that's what people will remember of you when you die one day. When they're speaking at your, your funeral, what will they say about you? Will they say he leaves behind five cars and two wives and ten million rand? No. They will say, this guy changed my life. He's helped my family. I am here today because of him. That's what I want to hear at my funeral, not the possessions I have. Because those things can come and go. But legacy can. True. 
Those are some deep words. I'm also <laughs> learning a lot from you. I feel like we need a lot of men who are like you in our society. Like, I'm really grateful. And me coming here to have a word with you, I was inspired last year, like big time. And now you're literally driving a Ford Ranger. <laughs> That's a big car. Yeah. yeah. And uh, would you say you're living the dream? I, th- I think when you're living your passion, you're living the dream. Mm. Uh, because when you love what you do, money doesn't become, you know, in life you start off always, I'll give an example of the hierarchical needs, Maslow's hierarchical of needs, you know, coming back What's to education. It, it's a pyramid. At the bottom is, you know, a lot of the people are at different levels of the pyramid. Um, you can go and research it. Research Maslow's hierarchical of needs. The bottom is security and food. A lot of people are, you know, they, they, they're just trying to make it in life, just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Then, they, then they move up the pyramid and they become, now it's about, uh, you know, possessions and houses and cars. And eventually they go up into self, you know, when they become uh, more about future investments and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Then they come to the top pyramid, the top point of what they call, I'm just trying to get the wording right, but they come to the top side of the pyramid. And there's only a few people at that point mm-hmm. where money and all of those things are no longer important. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about passion. It's about destiny. It's about purpose. Living a life of purpose. I don't want to live, wake up in the morning, coming and say, oh, I've got to go to work again. Oh, and, and become like one of the rat races, you know, that are there working to earn money to buy a car, working to earn money to buy a holiday home, working to earn money to buy more houses, to buy more material things. And all I'm doing is I'm working, working. I'm in a, I've become a slave to society and what society deems as successful. Society has made success in material things. And it says, if you don't have this, you are not successful. Mm. You find that you can be successful by just being passionate about what you do. And if you can make a living out of it and earn money out of it, you're loving the dream. Because you, you wake up in the morning, you're inspired, you, you're excited, life is just worth living, it's, you're hopeful, there's so much to live for. Other people, stress, working to earn money, to earn a salary, just living life and then eventually you die. After 60 years old, you've worked all your life, you've never really enjoyed life. All you did was you woke up in the morning, go to work, to earn something to provide. And that's all you did for 60 years. Take a simple pensioner. Take a simple person when you grow up in life. Simple cycle, I'll give you an example. When you get married, or when you start off single, you can stay in a one-bedroom house or stay with your parents. When you find a spouse, you find a small one-bedroom house. When you have children, you're pushing to get uh, your own house or two-bedroom or three-bedroom house. Your children... Eventually, now you're trying to get a bigger car for your bigger family. Eventually, you you want to buy a bigger house, bigger mansion. And you're working, working hard just to achieve those things. And you work, work, work. And what happens is you get to 40, 50 years old. Now your your children have left because they got married. They got education. They've left. Now it's you and your wife. Now the house becomes too big. Right? Now you say, "Ah, I can't stay in such a big house. I can't have such a big car. It's just me and my wife. We want to travel. So now you downsize. So what you started off in a two-bedroom house or one-bedroom house, now you have a five-bedroom house. Now you come back, you want to have a one-bedroom house. So the cycle is it. Now you're at 60, 70 years old. Now you decide, okay, now I want to enjoy life. I want to travel. I want to help people. I want to do things for myself. 
what can you do at 70 years old? You can't walk properly. You're old. You've got to take medication. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people, unfortunately, end up really enjoying life too late. They live their passion too late. When you are old and you can't do, you, you can't even make an impact at 60, 70 years old, you're just waiting to die. Why wait so long? Live your purpose now. Find what your passion is now mm. and, and work towards it. Earn a job, do a job on the one side to pay the, the, the bills, but follow your passion on the other side. If you're a musician, if you're sports, if you're whatever, follow your passion on the one side. Don't let that die. That for me is purpose living. Otherwise, we're just living for the sake of earning an income and trying to make become wealthy. You're going to die and leave that stuff behind anyway. So... Mm. Those are some great words. I'm truly inspired. I I'm truly inspired. Um, are any last words uh, before we close off? No, I, I, you know, Sandila, I'm really proud of you. Um, I, I'm really inspired that you took a lot of the initiatives. I mean, there's very few kids that have taken. I see kids every single day wasting their lives away on drugs, wasting their lives away on Yope. Uh, we, we catch kids all the time bringing in Dacha. Space cookies, Xanax, whatever the case might be. Um, and, and the sad part is, I'm saying, you know what, this is your future. You're wasting your future. You, you, you got caught because we checked. But at the end of the day, you're not a child. You're not a baby. You know what, you have your own future at your hands. And so many of them are wasting their lives. They're going to end up on the street. That's why we're sitting with such huge unemployment issues. We're sitting with such huge problem with the youth because our youth don't realize the power they have to make a change and want to make a difference in their lives. You went out. As a school, I wish we could have supported you more, but you said to yourself, I'm going to do this by myself. I'm going to fight this. I'm going to make it. And you became one of the stars of the school, but it took perseverance. It took you making your mind up and saying, I don't care about my situation. I don't care about what people say about me. I don't care about the environment. I'm going to step up to be somebody different. And I think a lot of young people have purpose. They are, they are alive for a reason and purpose. They were brought, brought into this world for a reason and purpose. Um, it does, you don't have to listen to people around you to tell you who you are. You know who you are because God created you. He created you for a reason and purpose. He created you for, to be now here for this time, for this season. He created you to be in that family with those friends. We need to find out what that reason is. Not blame everybody and say, I don't have money, I don't have the support, or oh, the transport, or oh, the rain. This. I blame everything, but realizing, hang on, I'm alive. Why am I alive? I'm born for what reason? What is my purpose? What is my goal? Every one of those youth have a has a, has, a, has a talent, a skill. It might not be education. Not everybody's going to be an A student at school. But you could, could be good at drawing. You could be very good at communicating. You could be good at sport. Find that passion. Build that passion. That's your destiny. That's your purpose. And once you block the noise of things around you and focus on what God has called you to be, you love I think the life that you'll ever dreamt of living. And stop competing. Stop trying to be 
your friend and he if he's he's got a ferrari or he's driving this or he's got a bucky or he's got this that's his journey you run your race because if you try to copy him we got too many copycats who don't ever make it you want to be the original you want to be the best you want to be zandile zandile is this is who i am and you need to set the standard for others that want to follow you cannot become your leader naturally we all leaders but we need to step up in this race that's my word of encouragement you you have the power you got to look inside stop listening to the noise stop wasting your life stop doing we all messed up when we were young we all drank we all did drugs but that's not going to get you anywhere you need to make the decision now whether that's the road you want to take or you want to become somebody different to be inspired <laughs> um thank you very much for listening to today's episode that was mr shane naidu and um are you on, on any social media platforms i uh, Yeah, I mean, besides the sports, I mean, I do have a Facebook account as well, Shane Naidu, um, Instagram. Um, but yeah, I don't spend much time on that. I just focus more on the academy and uh, uh, some of the community work and projects that I do. Oh, all right. right. Thank you very much. Uh, that was Mr. Shane Naidu. Remember to rate uh, the episode, subscribe, follow. Um, thank you very much. I think when you're living your passion, you're living the dream. Living the dream, young ones, they be doing some things, going so big, I think you mean, keeping it real, that's how it feels, yeah. Living the dream, living, living, yeah, living the dream, living the dream, that's how it feels, keeping it real, that's how we see.